Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. campuses all across America, we've seen that anti-Semitism reigns supreme. It's not something that's happening here and there. It's everywhere. It's not something that's random. It has been fortified. It has been nurtured. It has progressed. It isn't the last college president or university president that has allowed this to, to build and grow. It has been university presidents It has been those in the campus environment, those professors that have been left unchecked everywhere to allow this to build and allow this to happen. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you guys. This is William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. And and you follow these things. You cover these things over at, at Legal Insurrection. You have a series of, of organizations, the, whether it's the Legal Insurrection Foundation, things you've been doing regarding DEI, et cetera, sir. And we've talked many times uh, about the law, but, but your experiences as a professor uh, in a university like Cornell, and it's Cornell that sent out this statement yesterday. Cornell Hillel, it's a, a place where Jews gather and pray and socialize, is aware of a threatening statement that was directed toward the building at 104 West, which houses the university's kosher and multicultural dining hall, as well as more generally toward Jewish students, faculty, and staff. Cornell University administration has been made aware of this concerning language, and the Cornell Police Department is monitoring the situation. At this time... We advise students and staff to avoid the building out of an abundance of caution. The Jewish students and other students, William Jacobson, were told not to go to a building. Next, it's going to be don't leave your dorm room. This is not the first instance of something happening on the Cornell campus. You had a professor saying that the Hamas attack thrilled them. You have uh, graffiti on the ground at Cornell saying blank Israel and free Palestine from the from the ground zero of Cornell, what's happening, sir? Yeah, well, you know, Cornell at a superficial level has very good Israel relations, very good Jewish student relations. But there's a very deep, nasty, vitriolic undercurrent on the campus. I don't know what the exact percentage of students it is, maybe 10 percent, maybe 15 percent. But they're the most vocal and the most active. And the same goes for the faculty. 
you've got probably 10%, maybe 15% of the faculty who are nonstop demonizing Israel. And so there's this undercurrent happening on campus that may not be visible to a lot of people who are not aware of it. And that's what you're seeing percolate up to the surface now that they feel emboldened with the Hamas attack on Israel and the fact that they may achieve their goal or they think they're going to achieve their goal, which is the destruction of Israel. And they're not shy about that. They want Israel gone. And that's what's happening on campus is that the 10 or 15 percent who are the most vocal have been emboldened. You, the, the 10 or 15 percent, that's an anecdotal number, I, I yes, assume. Right. It's not a survey, just my impression. Uh, but that 10 or 15 percent, if we're going to use that number and let's let's uh, hedge towards the 15. And I think we're still <laughs> low there. Um, that 15 percent is nationwide. What we're seeing on college campuses, whether it's Harvard, or University of Pennsylvania, whether it's Columbia, uh, or we're seeing things down uh, in, in, in southern states everywhere. There has been this unleashing of we should support Hamas. Not the idea of we should support the people of Gaza, but an actual supporting of Hamas, an actual supporting of kill the Jews, We whether, whether you're talking about people ripping down the signs of the missing or putting up uh, their own postings and then losing uh, their, their jobs. How has this been able to build on college campuses for so long? Right. I mean, it's pretty shocking. At George Washington University, they projected onto the side of a building, building glory to our martyrs. I mean, this sounds like jihadist talk. This sounds like somebody you'd expect to hear from, you know, wrapped in black with an ISIS flag. That's what's on our campuses. That's how emboldened they are. Glory to our martyrs. So they completely identify with the butchers who tortured, raped and mutilated people in Israel. So how did it happen? It happened over time. It happened with an ongoing nonstop demonization of Israel through the so-called boycott, divestment and sanctions movement. Periodically, for a decade, there have been resolutions issued on college campuses to boycott Israel. Most of them fail, some of them pass, but that's not why they bring them. They bring them so the entire campus can spend two to three months talking about how evil Israel is. Uh, They don't do that for China. They don't do that for any other country that has massive rights. So that's how it happened. And the faculty, those vocal faculty, mostly in the humanities and social sciences, are extremely out there. They're leading this. They're engaged with it. It's their academic life is to be anti-Israel activists. So this has been percolating for a long time. Let's uh, let's get back to a little bit of something from Cornell, talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. Uh, these are some of the, um, the statements that were made uh, supposedly at uh, Cornell. Uh, if I see another Jew on campus, if I see a pig male Jew, I will stab you. And I don't think I could say the rest uh, on radio or even in, in video. Um, nowhere is safe. Your synagogues will become graveyards. Never mind what they'll do uh, to the women. The children will be beheaded and then glory to Allah. I read those things. And I say to myself, man, if you want to make a group of people look bad, that's exactly the kind of post you would put out. And then you see the amount of people protesting, saying those things in public, on camera, 
across uh, uh, America. Have the university started after now three and a half weeks uh, or four weeks uh, since this attack uh, in, in, in Israel that murdered 1,400 from the Hamas barbarians? Have they started realizing, hey, maybe we've got a problem here? I don't think they have. I don't think they have. And let me say about those posts, those who are not on a Cornell forum, they are legitimate posts, meaning they actually happened at a place that's frequented by students on the Internet. And uh, we don't know who did it. And, and you know me, we're always very evidence-based. I can't point the finger at a particular person. We know those who were made. We just don't know who did it or for what purpose or how serious they are. So I, I think that's background. We can't say a Cornell student posted that or a Cornell professor posted that. We just don't know. Uh, but that being said, it is consistent with the sort of verbiage you hear on a lot of campuses. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. What does that mean? That means the destruction of Israel. What does the destruction of Israel mean? We know what it means because Hamas just showed us what it means. It means genocide. Uh, you know, intifada, intifada. What was the intifada? The intifada was a suicide bombing campaign by Palestinians that killed over a thousand Israelis uh, over a decade ago. I think it was almost 20 years ago. Uh, so this is these are calls for violence on campus that I've never seen for any other cause or any other cause that's so tolerated. We all believe in free speech. That's fine. But these are gross acts of intimidation. I mean, can you imagine how a university would react if students were marching, protesting in favor of lynching blacks? Okay. Wouldn't be tolerated for a second. And shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be. But you have people marching and saying almost precisely the same thing with regard to Jews. And the university is, oh, well, you know, it's just kids will be kids. It's but I, I haven't heard them say that. What what I what I have heard them say is make a very interesting argument about uh, free speech. Talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. We're not discussing free speech. We aren't having a conversation about whether the students can support, uh, can say free Palestine or even chant genocide. We're saying, why is there no response? That's the question we're asking the universities. Why is there no strong response to, listen, we, we, you did this. Do you understand how disgusting this is and how absolutely immoral it is? And we should be questioning what, what kind of students you are. Why can't yeah, they you, say that? I mean, these universities, which would ruin your life if you did a so-called microaggression, okay? Or ruin your life if you misgendered somebody by accident. Or ruin your life if you said, well, men are men and women are women. Those same universities don't do much of anything for this. So it's a question of equal application. If you want a completely free speech campus, you can have it. But it can't be free speech just for the Israel haters and not free speech for everybody else. So let me uh, share share this with you right here. This was a, a headline over over at the New York Post. The Apollo CEO Mark Rowan, this was Charles Gasparino reporting, hits back at UPenn leadership after anti-Semitism on uh, campus, and this goes to a lot of different CEOs and business professionals who have contributed 
millions of dollars to universities, whether it's John Hudson to the University of Pennsylvania or it was Leon Cooperman uh, to Columbia, uh, saying, no more, we're not giving uh, to you anymore. Has this happened at Cornell, where you, where you are a professor, and is this a trend that can take hold? Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I don't know if it's happened in Cornell. Certainly there's been no public announcements that I've seen, like you've seen at UPenn and a couple of other schools, Columbia. So I don't know. You know, I uh, am not in the loop of the multi-million dollar donor conversations with Cornell. Uh, so I don't know. Cornell, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting that no, no such movement has been created at Cornell that you've seen on other campuses. And will it take hold? I don't know. I'm not real optimistic about that. Universities are extremely adept at manipulating donors and uh, getting donors to continue to contribute. Maybe there'll be a lull for a year, but I don't think it's going to have any long-term impact because university knows, universities know how to manipulate it. So if, if that's the case, and we've discussed this before, where the, the university will, will spin it and say, we're trying to do better. Come share with us how we can be better. And don't forget to give. The more you that's give, right. the more access that, that you get. That's what you're talking about with, with the manipulation. But, but has there been a, amongst a professor set, whether it's uh, Cornell, have you heard from others, how do you fix the Jew-hating problem on campus? Because, I mean, we can call it the anti-Semitism problem, but it is what it is. And and have have has there been any conversations growing of of that? Not that I know of, but you know, in fairness, I don't have a lot of communications with a lot of other professors because I am you know their sore thumb. I am the the you know conservative professor on campus, so I not like I huddle with a lot of professors. I know there are some who are concerned about it, but I'm not a- aware of conversations. And you know, I, to your point, you know, why is this Jew hatred rather than just Israel hatred? If this was any other group that liberated its ancestral homeland, if any other place that the indigenous people had taken back their land, other than Jews doing it in Israel, it would be celebrated. If indigenous Americans, Native Americans did it, you know, Cornell now has the land acknowledgement statement that has to be has to be read at the start of every event. If so what they celebrate that. Why don't they celebrate Jews reclaiming their land from the people who invaded it centuries later, in fact, millennia later, later? And why don't why isn't that celebrated? We know why it's not celebrated, because they're Jews doing it in a Muslim region. Now, this was uh, you, I, I believe you sent a letter to your university, I, I, I believe it is. Uh, you, you posted that letter over at your site, legalinsurrection.com, uh, and it, it had the, the headline right here, my call to action for the Cornell Board of Trustees. And you write, the toxic campus culture in which a professor 
to the cheers of students was exhilarated by the Hamas attack on Israel cannot be cured by the current administration, which has contributed to the failure through a DEI balkanization of the campus. The entire campus DEI program and agenda needs to be revisited, reworked, or removed. Now, if you ask me, sir, the answer is removed. We've proven it. I'm kind of regretting giving them those choices. Yeah. I think it uh, needs to be removed. But in, in 60 seconds, does what we're seeing about the bigotry on campus have that much to do with DEI, which is more of a new phenomenon in terms of public publicly? Yes, it does, because it, it's new for people who aren't, and there's no reason they should be paying attention to campuses. But this is, again, a decade or more in the making. When you look back at the history of the boycott resolutions brought against Israel, it's always coalitions of student groups of color, so-called of color, versus white Israel. This has been a consistent theme for at least a decade, including at Cornell. When they bring forth the motion for boycotting Israel, they do it with 10 or 15 student groups of color. So the racialization of the campuses has been a key aspect of the demonization of Israel and of Jews on campuses. And we're going to continue that uh, conversation. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, I appreciate you being here. I'm Tony Katz.